Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Bible Shoes and Infogreeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline, hour number two of Greeny here on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, also Channel 80 on Sirius XM. You can always get the show that way. And a reminder as well, if at any point you miss any part of the shows today, you can always check out Greeny, both hours of the show, posted daily as a podcast, available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also, by the way, big one tonight, the NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in. It's Nets Sixers presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6.30 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. That's a little bit later on tonight. We'll get back to the phones in a sec. A lot of NFL draft at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But one story that caught my eye as we move, hopefully, through the summer and back towards normal and we get schools open in the fall, everybody gets to go back to college, Maybe we'll still have masks on, but at least maybe we'll be able to go do what we want to do for the first time in over a year. The Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres apparently are making plans to have full stadium and arena capacity for this coming football season and next hockey season. This was according to Erie County Executive Mark Palanchers, I think is how I'm saying that incorrectly. Uh, He talked during a media briefing a couple of days ago, their goal is to have 100% full houses for the Bills and Sabres starting in the fall, but they will have a vaccination policy where they are going to require you to be vaccinated to go to a game. And I'm wondering how people feel about that. And this is a personal thing. As far as I'm concerned, I have no problem with it. You know, to me, just like our kids have to be vaccinated to go to school Just like we trust doctors if we've got cancer to cure our cancer. If I need heart surgery, I'm going to put my hands in, I'm going to put myself in the hands of the doctor and the scientist to fix my heart, to fix my lungs, to fix my bones. If all of the doctors and the scientists and the medical community have, after what we've all been through for the past year, on a silver platter, are handing all of this, us, us, this solution. If we don't take it, that's on us. That's the way I look at it. Like when I get on an airplane and I buckle my seatbelt and I nod off, I'm nodding off because I'm trusting the pilot. He knows how to fly the plane. So if the doctors and the scientists all tell me this is what you're supposed to do, I'm going to trust that that's what I'm supposed to do. And I've already gotten the first dose, and I can't wait to get the second dose. Because to me, that's the passport to get back to life. So if you're wondering about whether or not to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. I mean, that, again, I, I understand that there are some differing beliefs out there. If you have a religious belief, if you have a, you know, a different pre-existing condition that prevents you from being vaccinated, that's a different story. But if you're not getting vaccinated because every scientist that you read about or every doctor that you listen to, they're all telling you it's safe, it's effective, it's the right thing to do. But like Chuck on Facebook is telling you he's not so sure and you're going to believe Chuck on Facebook. Well, then you're like you need to go stay in your house because the rest of us are going to get vaccinated and go back to life. And to be safe, if you are have 50,000 people together at a football game. To want to know that they have all gotten vaccinated so that they are safe and they're keeping each other safe and they're not going to spread this virus and we can all get back to normal? To me, I have no problem with it. That's just me. Maybe there are other people out there that do have a problem with it. I have no problem with a business, and the NFL is a business, 
especially a business that wants to throw open its doors and welcome thousands of people back into big crowds to say, yes, we want you back, but you need to make sure you're not a danger to anyone and we're not causing more of a problem. We're going to protect everybody that's there. Give me the vaccine and sign me up and just get us back to normal. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 Let's get back to the phones, talk to Tim in North Carolina, who joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Bob Oshusa, in for Greeny. Hey, uh, good afternoon. Good morning, I should say. You do a good job filling in. You're, you're, you're real strong with a lot of really great facts. That's Thanks. Fabulous. Appreciate um, it. I, I was a Sam Darnold fan when he was coming out of college. I just thought, man, the guy was just... He had nobody really to throw to, and you hit that thing right on the head. You said you have four guys who are first rounders, and you're throwing to them. Heck, you could throw you could throw it underhand to some of those guys, and they would have made progress with the ball. And Sam Darnold, God bless the guy. He he survived three years in New York with nothing around him, a bad coach, couple of bad coaches, and I think coming down to North. I'm not a North Carolina fan, but I'm a Carolina Panther fan, but. I think he's he's made a good move here, and I think if they keep Teddy Bridgewater, I think that's a, actually a pretty good tandem as far as learning and building and growing. That's just me, and I'd like to see the Panthers really start to accelerate. I'm a Steeler fan at heart, but I live here, so I you know that's that's just my opinion. Well, Tim, I've said this over and over again. There is no statistical argument that I can give someone that says Sam Darnold is going to still be a really good quarterback in the NFL or that they think that he's got no chance. Like, I, I can't make a statistical argument to back up what I believe, which is I think Sam Darnold could still do this and do this at a very high level. The thing that I can back it up with is, for the last three years, I've seen every snap. I've called every play, and I've seen him do it. I've seen him throw balls that if I close my eyes as a ball is sailing over the head of Chris Hogan, I can say to myself, if he was throwing that to DJ Moore, DJ Moore would have caught that, and that would have been a touchdown. Yes, there are moments like that. Now, it's not all on the Jets and all on the supporting cast. Some of this is Sam Darnold has to be better. His decision-making has to be better. He can't play hero ball all the time. He was trying to do that too often with the Jets because he was out there by himself. But I absolutely still think, even though I have nothing statistical to back this up with, that he can still do this. There's an eye test thing here where if you've watched the Jets for the past three years and you know what he was playing with and alongside, you know he was basically out there by himself. And what I take comfort in is that whether it's Joe Brady or Matt Rule or the Carolina Panther you know, front office, by making the trade that they made – and trading the draft capital that they did to go get Sam Darnold, they're saying the same thing I'm saying. They're obviously not looking at the statistics. No one would look at the lowest-rated quarterback in the NFL over the last three years and say, I've got to go get that guy, unless there are circumstances that led to that where you believe he can do this because he's passing the eye test for you too. So I'm not the only one saying this. There's an NFL front office that is saying the same thing. Let's go to Alice in Pennsylvania. Joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Bob Shoes and Infragrini. Hey, Alice. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Probably one of the few few women this morning, from what I've been hearing. Um, first, I want. I'm a nurse, and I just want to thank you for that last statement about the vaccine. Well, because, by the way, um, my my wife is a nurse as well, and she's been like really? one of the draping herself in the PPE in the army tent, swabbing people through their windows, oh, and now her. and now she's given the vaccine. 
as well. She's out yeah, there, I'm, you know, every day vaccinating. I hope you're able to do the same. She, she has told me that she can't even tell from an emotional standpoint, tell people how strong the difference is emotionally inside when you're swabbing really scared, sick-looking people in cars, or conversely, you have the opportunity to put the vaccine in an arm of like a happy, hopeful person that it's all part of getting us out of this. It's just, you know, it's been a real emotional roller coaster, I'm sure, for her and so many like you that have been fighting this. Well, thank her because I'm an OR nurse and I'm not really out there like she is. But um, I cried when I got my first dose of the vaccine. It was that emotional. And I'm all vaccinated now, and I feel a lot better. Good for but you. Thank you anyway, and thank her. Um, I just wanted – I had a comment about the draft. My Steelers are picking 24th. We never tank. We never – you know, we're sort of middle of the road, so <laughs> we right. never really get those high draft picks. We yep. don't have an option of taking Trevor Lawrence or any of the big quarterbacks. But people have us taking – trading up to take Najee Harris in the first round – and then we desperately need O-line. Um, and we just traded James Conner to Arizona. So I'm thinking maybe they will consider a running back first. But I want, just wanted to hear your thoughts about the Steelers draft this year. Yeah, I, I would have thought that wide receiver may have been something that they would look at if they would have lost Juju, but then he comes back on the one-year deal, so at least it checks that box. Uh, Mel, I know in his mock draft, I think, had them taking Najee Harris, but not trading up to do it. I think he had them just taking him at 24th. I Personally, I'm not a big fan of taking a running back in the first round overall, um, unless you are just you know so thinking that that guy's going to be the next Derrick Henry, you're going to build your whole offense around him. Maybe Najee Harris can be that. But I also like, in the absence of Marquise Pouncey, Pouncey with him retiring, I like offensive line for the Steelers as well. I agree. We'll take a quick break and come back. Even more telephone calls on the other side. And at the bottom of the hour, we will talk to Mike Tannenbaum about how he sees, like, you know, with Trey uh, Lance moving up the board and, you know, also with Justin Fields, his second pro day today, how those two names start to complicate and muddy the quarterback picture as well. It's a fascinating time. So Mike T will join us at the bottom of the hour. Bob Oshusen in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. On that Goodyear Hotline will be Mike Tannenbaum coming up about 10 minutes from now. So we'll talk to our resident general manager, Mike T. Used to run the Jets, also the Dolphins, and he will... Give us his thought on Mel's mock and the different trades that might be happening, the impact potentially of Justin Fields' second pro day today. We'll get as many calls in between now, though, and, and then when Mike T will join us at the bottom of the hour as we possibly can. Again, Bob Wischusen in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Again, Greeny is presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get a quote at Progressive.com today. Let's see who has been patient. We've got Tim, who I think wants to talk about Kyle Pitts. Not sure where Tim is in the world. Tim, you're up next here on ESPN Radio. Did we lose Tim? Tim going once, Tim going twice. All right, I guess we lost Tim. How about Jim in Ohio joins us next here on ESPN Radio. Bob in for Greeny. Hey, Jim. Hey, Bob. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. All right. Bengals pick it five. Let's hypothetically say you've got both the tackles available, Sewell and Slater, but you've also got Kyle Pitts generational talent by everybody's estimation, or even Jamar Chase. Yep. Need or speed? Where do you go? I would answer the phone when it rings. Because I think it might ring. If Kyle Pitts is on the board at five, you might get an opportunity to drop down a couple of spots. If the phone doesn't ring, I would protect Joe Burrow, and I would draft Penny Sewell. That would be what I would do. But I understand why, again, you know, to me there's a breaking point somewhere in there where a player that you have on your board that you think is a generational talent, you can't believe he fell that far. It probably wouldn't be stunning that Kyle Pitts would drop all the way to five, considering the fact that the top four picks might all be quarterbacks and the Bengals might get a crack at the first non-quarterback in this draft. If it were me, though, I've got my quarterback And I saw what they did to him last year, throwing 55 times a game or dropping him back 55 times a game, and the injury that he suffered. Your future is Joe Burrow. I would draft protection for Joe Burrow. That would be what I would do. But I do think the phone might ring, and I think it's worth answering it when it does. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. John, or check that, Dan in New York. Dan joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Bob with shoes in it for Greeny. Hey, Dan. Hey, Bob, how are you? Good. Uh, Last hour I heard, uh, I'm a Cowboy fan, last hour I heard somebody say if Kyle Pitts is there at 10, the Cowboys should grab him. Right now I know Kyle Pitts, that he's a generational tight end, they say. But look at the recent draft picks. Like round two, Rob Gronkowski. Third round, Jason Witten. Even in the fifth round you had uh, George Kittle. Yep. You don't need to draft a tight end that, that high. The Cowboys need a secondary, secondary, and secondary. That's what they need. Yep, I understand exactly what you're saying. What I would say, though, is you can't look at Kyle Pitts through the lens of being a tight end the way you think of those other guys. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Mike Tannenbaum will join us coming up in the next segment to talk about exactly this because it's a fascinating discussion, and I understand exactly what you're saying, and I have heard exactly what Mike T. has said about this. If you have not heard what Mike T. has said about what he would do 
if he were the Cowboys and Kyle Pitts was sitting there at number 10 or if the trade potential was on the board to go from 10, say, up to 4, up to 5, up to 6, and try and get Kyle Pitts there, what he would do? He had a very strong take. And you will hear that coming up next. Bob Shoes and in for Greeny. Mike Tannenbaum joins us in just a moment on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Bob Shusen in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. If you're watching on ESPN Plus, by the way, and you can keep this music up, by the way, because this is just making me happy. Um, yeah, but if you're watching ESPN Plus, I apologize for, uh, you know, the constant look at my profile because it's not flattering. I wouldn't want to look at it either. I keep trying to avert my eyes. <laughs> Stop moving that camera to my side. I need to be shot straight ahead. Like my bald spot can't be seen. My gut can't be seen. Like, you know what I mean? When I turn sideways or if I turn around to walk away, the cat's out of the bag. All this, like all of a sudden everybody's like, Ooh, now I see why you need to be viewed straight ahead. Again, Bob Shoes and Infogreeny. Triple Eight ESPN, Triple Eight Seven Two Nine Three Seven Seven Six. We'll get back to the phones in just a moment. Again, Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier Seventeen. And as promised, it is time to be joined now by our ESPN NFL front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. You know, Mike, when I first met you, you had a little more hair than you have now. How much hair do you think you would still have on your head right now if you were one of these general managers still going through this draft process? Do you like it on our side? Or how much do you miss this time of year being the guy that at some point is actually going to be handing in that card, making that phone call, and making that decision? Yeah, you actually get a lot more nervous when you uh, try to figure out who is going to be the play-by-play broadcaster for your team. Those are much more difficult, consequential decisions than anything else you do, Bob. And especially when you screw the decision up. Like, there's really no coming back from that. Yeah, something like 25 years later or however long it's been, right? (laughs) I I would say if I was dialing up, like, the Mike Tannenbaum brochure, that would not be the first bullet point. I hired this dope to call our games 25 years ago on the radio, and he's still doing it. Uh, But I thanks for that, though. (laughs) Thanks for helping me out. Uh, Hey, you know what? I don't think there's a guy even, and I want to get to the quarterbacks, 
But we were just talking about this before we went to break, and I saw you on Get Up. I don't think that there is a guy in this draft that is generating more back and forth than Kyle Pitts. The more folks that don't follow college football chapter and verse hear about how good all of the people in scouting think he can be, it seems like the crazier the scenarios get. And one that was thrown at you was if you were the Cowboys at 10, would there be anything that would get you off of 10, maybe even trading up, to go get Kyle Pitts? And you had a pretty strong opinion about that that I think folks should hear. Yeah. I think I used three words, no, 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 and no. <laughs> because how many more times, Bob, if you're in Dallas, can you lose a game 49-47? Like, enough already. Let's go get the best defensive player. You got Trayvon Diggs, who's really good as an outside corner. You got Jordan Lewis, who's a good slot player. But can't we go win a game 17-14? And I think the most interesting thing to me, Bob, is let's go ask Dak Prescott. Because I think he's an incredible player, incredible leader. And who do you think he wants? I bet you anything he'd rather have, you know, fill in the blank. Um, Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, Quiddy Pay, Aziz Ojolari. Despite, I think Pitts is going to be a great player, but we, we need defense in Dallas. Yep. Let me ask you this, though. Just, again, not necessarily just with Kyle Pitts, but he probably fits this mold more than any other player that I can think of in this draft. Where, for you, was the breaking point between drafting for need or having a guy that, let's say you're the Jets this year, a great example, you've got the 23rd pick in the draft, and maybe the guy who's 12th on your board is available, or 13th, and all of a sudden he shows up at 23. Like, where was that breaking point for you where you said, this is not what I need? This might be the opposite of what I need, but this guy is just too good and too high on our board for us to pass up at this point, and could you see Kyle Pitts being that kind of a player for someone in this draft? You know, Bob, we got to answer that question. My first year in uh, Miami, we had a good, not great left tackle in Brandon Albert. Number one guy on our board was Laramie Tunsil. Obviously, it's well documented. There was a bump in the road that he was dealing with. But yep. there at 13, we were able to get the best player on the board. And we had a gazillion needs on that team well beyond the left tackle. And, um, you know, it turned out to be a great decision for us. So, you know, there's no, you know, handbook or, you know, you, it's common sense, and you really try to marry those two things. Like, what does your board say? Um, how good is the player? You know, Laramie Tunsil literally was the best player in the draft, in our opinion, and he was sitting there, and it was impossible to say, hey, let's pass on this guy. So um turned out to be a great opportunity for us. So there's you know, no magical formula. It's just uh, a lot of preparation and some good common sense. So to that point, if Kyle Pitts was, say, the number two player on your board and you're the Cowboys and you stay at 10, but Sertan is there, J.C. Horn, any of those other guys. Would you take him? Yeah, I, again, I think Dallas, it's an emergency. We we, we need defense. Yeah. And um, we have eight gazillion offensive weapons, and they've done a great job of that. And again, what do you think Dak Prescott would say? You know, that to me is like a pretty good litmus test because they're, they're so bereft of talent on that side of the ball. Like, I just don't know how in good conscience you can uh, draft a player that's not on defense in the top 10 this year. And again, I think Pitts is going to be great. It's not about that, but this is about team building. Is there anything that Justin Fields can do today at this second pro day do you think that can shake up the top of the draft? Is there anything he can do to maybe change the mind of the 49ers if the 49ers, in fact, right now have their minds set on Mac Jones? I don't think so. You know, Teddy Bruschi made this point, and I agreed with it on Get Up, which is you don't give up two first-round picks and a third not to know what you're doing, so – 
I think it's smart that they're going. They're just being thorough and thoughtful. You never know in our business, Bob, but, um, you know, it could influence someone like Carolina, but I just don't see it impacting, um, you know, ultimately what, you know, San Francisco does at three. Right. And in the big picture, you like what the Jets did with Sam Darnold. You think they got a fair amount of compensation, and now it seems like they're 100% focused on Zach Wilson. Is that the way you would have played that if you were Joe Douglas? Uh, pretty close to it. I'm a big fan of Zach Wilson. I think you could have certainly made the argument to say, hey, you know what, we're going to keep Sam for a year and having depth of that position. But I understand why you'd want to have sort of like a clean start. And, you know, from a GM's perspective, it's not unlike what we did in 09, Bob, where we said, okay, it's Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan and, and go. And, you know, obviously exceeded expectations. I don't think any of us thought in Sanchez's rookie year we're going to be in the AFC championship game. So, um, you know, that one just worked out for us. Uh, but in terms of where Joe Douglas is, I get it. Um, now, with that said, you could say, well, if you knew a month ago you were in that direction, could you have gotten more? And, you know, I think you could certainly make, uh, you know, an argument that perhaps a team like Chicago before signing someone like Andy Dalton, maybe they could have gotten a little bit more. But I'm sure the conversation in that building was also centered around, hey, you know, maybe we just keep two for the year. And just moving the story forward, Bob, you know, I, I had in my mock draft that um, Carolina would take Justin Fields at eight. And again, similar thinking, which is, you know, Justin Fields to me is too much of an upside to pass, even if you have Sam Darnold. Because again, from Carolina's perspective, Bob, you know, Sam has this year and only one more. Having said that, though, and I was going to get to that, and I, you know, why not get to it now? When you said that, it did surprise me because I would have thought along the same lines as with Kyle Pitts, maybe to Dallas, you'd be sitting there saying, all right, Sam Darnold is now our quarterback. Let's do whatever we possibly can to support him, whether it's drafting if one of those tackles is there or giving him another weapon. Who knows? Maybe Kyle Pitts slides all the way to eight. Why would your thought press not be thought process not be, even if Justin Fields is on the board, Sam Darnold, we invested all of this draft capital in him to go get him. We obviously are sending the message that we believe he can still do this at the highest level. We could do a lot to help him with the eighth pick, and instead we bring in his competition? Well, I wouldn't say it's competition in as much as it's depth. And if we spin the story forward a year, there's not many quarterbacks in next year's draft. And if Sam Darnold plays great, now all of a sudden you're dealing – from not weakness but strength, and maybe you get multiple first-round picks for Justin Fields, or who knows. But to me, when you're not, when you have the uncertainty about the quarterback position, like they've had, and you have the ability to get a high-end quarterback, I don't see how you could pass that up. And you know, I think we forget. But Patrick Mahomes sat his first year, as you're well familiar. Yep. You know, Chad Payton sat for two years, so. There's nothing wrong with having really good depth at the quarterback position. Yeah, Mike Tannenbaum with us here on ESPN Radio. Bob Shoes and sitting in for Greeny. What about Mac Jones? Do you think the 49ers are overrating him? Do you think that he legitimately is worthy of being the third pick in the draft? Or are you surprised that so much of this pre-draft talk and momentum seems to be moving towards those guys taking him? Yeah, we talked about that a little bit on Get Up as well. You know, look. If he turns out to be a good fit and they want a ton of games with him, Bob, like no one's going to care. You know, no one's going to care that uh, it should have been a fourth round pick and not a third round pick, or that one should have been a two. You know why? Because if it's a low one, everyone's going to be happy about that. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, I, I think it's when you have conviction and a fit and a vision. And um, you know, the irony for me, 
to be candid is I, I was saying back in January, like this guy to me is a young, more athletic um, Matt Ryan. And obviously Matt Ryan had a ton of success with Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. So, um, you know, we'll see what they ultimately do. But to me, I, I see a really good fit there between Mac Jones and the 49ers. And how about the Giants sitting at 11? They're a really interesting team because there will probably be maybe a really good tackle on the board, certainly some really good receivers on the board. They just brought in Galladay. They drafted Andrew Thomas last season. Where, where do you think the Giants would go? Yeah, I think the Giants, it has to be, to me, a pressure player. You know, they, they just signed, obviously, Leonard Williams to a massive deal, but they, they have to get to the passer. They could use, certainly, in my opinion, another corner, despite having a Dory Jackson. And I think they've done a lot to help Daniel Jones, most notably Kenny Galladay. Hopefully, you know, Saquon makes a, a complete you know, return from uh, his knee injury. But in my opinion, like, at some point, like, Daniel Jones has to be, like, a great quarterback and make others around him better. And let's go help the defense here. So I think their situation is not totally dissimilar than what Dallas is dealing with. How about how, one last question for you, how the Dolphins have handled this draft and all of the wheel, I mean, I, you know, one big trade would be enough, much less to make multiple trades, be bopping around inside the top 10 and even have Mel Kuyper, who is projecting that they might trade up to four and go get Kyle Pitts and make another trade inside the top 10. What, what would you say about Miami and how they've approached all this? Yeah, I think it's you know very clear that they're convicted with Tua Tagovailoa, and and I like that from a standpoint of hey, you believed in them a year ago, and we had an abbreviated off season, so I like that. And you know, obviously now we got to see how it plays out, but clearly I think they're going to take Jamar Chase or the aforementioned Kyle Pitts in terms of uh, what they're going to do next to give you know um, two of the best chance to be successful. Mike, thanks for botching everything 20, 25 years ago and hiring me and the fact that we can still do this now 25 years later. I really appreciate it. No, a lot of fun, Bob, and uh, great, great to be uh, a small part of that decision. It's well-deserved and very happy for all your success. <laughs> thanks. I'll talk to you soon. That is Mike Tannenbaum with us here on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, you know, he's done an amazing job at ESPN of really becoming the go-to guy for how these teams think. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to talk to him in a totally different capacity than I did when he was like my boss and I was afraid of him. Bob Oshusen in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Back to the phones in just a moment. If you're on hold, stay right there. 60 seconds or so. We're going to get back to those telephones at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It is time for some straight talk, though, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Sure. Saving money feels good, but cutting that wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning, good. Well, maybe not that good, but still pretty darn good. And with Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. Up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you could pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Again, Bob in for Greeny at 888 729-3776. So let's get back to the telephones and talk to John in New York, who joins us here on ESPN Radio. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, yeah, I'm a New England fan. They're sitting at 15. They have, obviously, a huge quarterback issue. Cam Newton's not the answer. They've had Jared Stidham sitting on the bench forever. They didn't even put him in after they were limited from playoff contention. 
So, they, you know, Sam Darnold got traded for a ba- half a bag of chips. Why didn't they go out and get him? Well, you and can't. They, they were know, never, not- ever, ever going to get Sam Darnold because the one team of anyone that the Jets were never, ever, ever going to trade Sam Darnold to was New England, and they knew that. I mean, you want you, if you're trading a quarterback, yes, you are moving on to someone else. But your worst nightmare is trading him someplace in your own division where he can come back and get you. And they, so they sent him on purpose to the NFC. That, that was not a mistake. It, the, like the, I'm, sure the, I'm sure Bill Belichick never even called because why would you? Because that, that trade was never going to happen. But being being that the case, you know, Cam's obviously going to start this year. So, do you think they're going to move up to get a quarterback, or are they going to you know it, backwards like their typical fashion? It, or it's funny. Thanks for the call. I filled in for Max yesterday, Max Kellerman, and uh, spoke with um, you know a couple of people about this. Um, you know, like I, I, it seems like among a lot of the draft prognosticators, the hardest team for them to get a read on is New England. And that's probably not by accident. They are an unpredictable team. Normally, they're a trade-down team, right? Like, normally, they're a team that will move back in the draft and add picks, but that hasn't worked for them in the past handful of years. They've drafted terribly. So making a move to go up and get a quarterback, that might be something that their fans and maybe even the owner would be a fan of. But I was talking to Todd McShay about this yesterday on Max Kellerman's show, and he said that is a team that really is hard to predict what they'll do. Um you know, I could see them shocking the world just sitting at 15 and hoping the quarterback from Stanford drops in their lap and taking him because everybody has him jumping up to be the sleeper that might appear in the back end of the first round. If Bill Belichick all of a sudden took him, all of a sudden, you know, it would be like he was, you know, Bill Belichick, a beautiful mind again, and he was fooling everybody just because he's Bill Belichick. So I think the Patriots are capable of anything. But normally the quarterbacks go higher than you think. And I'm still waiting to see if Atlanta at four isn't going to take a quarterback and put an air apparent behind Matt Ryan. I'm almost of the mindset that I'll believe that when I see it. If the Falcons don't take a quarterback, the Bengals already have their quarterback. The Dolphins sitting at six already have their quarterback. The Lions, I mean, I guess they could take a quarterback and put him behind Goff, but they made their quarterback move. Carolina traded for Sam Darnold. I personally disagree with you know, Mike T, I don't think that they would take a quarterback. I think that they would put Sam Darnold in a position, hopefully more so to succeed. Then you've got Denver. I mean, could you imagine if Denver is sitting there and they've got their choice of the fourth best quarterback in this draft at nine? And then you start to think about, would the Patriots be looking at Detroit or Carolina in front of Denver and saying, hey, I mean, our quarterback is there. If we make a move to jump up five or six spots, we can jump in front of Denver. We could get our guy. Is that possible? It's absolutely possible. So I think New England could be one of the teams, maybe the team in the first round that throws everyone the biggest curveball and the move that we didn't all see coming. Absolutely possible. Again, Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Bob Wachus and in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus for a few more minutes. Let's get to Dre in Ohio. Joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Dre. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Uh, I was just wondering what it would mean for the San Francisco 49ers if they got either Trey Lance or Justin Fields because I'm not high on Matt Jones. I don't believe they traded all that for Matt Jones. I think they're going for a more dynamic quarterback. You know, you might be right, but thanks for the call. One time I talked to a general manager about these mock drafts, and he said something interesting to me. 
He said the closer you get to the draft, the more accurate the mock drafts get. And we're only a couple of weeks away from the draft. So I don't think Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay or anybody else that puts these mock drafts out for a living are just throwing stuff at the wall at this point. They're hearing what everyone around the league thinks is the consensus about these players. And it seems like the consensus is they're going to take Mac Jones. I'm with you. I don't see it. I think Mac Jones is maybe another Matt Ryan. He could be a very good quarterback, but I think he's much more of a plug-and-play known entity, whereas I think the ceiling for a Trey Lance or the ceiling for a Justin Fields is higher. Now, the floor for those guys might be lower. It's almost like with Mac Jones, we know exactly what we're going to get, and it's good enough, and they're secure with that, so they're going to pick him at three. But do I think that Justin Fields could end up being a much better quarterback, a much more explosive, dynamic weapon than Mac Jones? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess that's probably why those guys are there today, making sure they're doing their due diligence, making sure Justin Fields doesn't just blow them away in his next pro day. Let's go to Pete in New York, who joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Pete. Hey, Bob. How we doing, man? Big fan for a long time. Thank you. I appreciate you giving me the time to – basically air out some of my thoughts on uh, on the vaccine and how ESPN and, and guys like yourself have been going about this. I think uh, it's incredibly, uh, what's the best, reckless, um, given this country's history, uh, both in government and in medicine, to be just throwing out that everybody should be getting this vaccine when it's an emergency use authorization it's it's really really scary when this country looks back on the tuskegee experiments the original polio vaccines the sars vaccines all of which did way more harm than good in the beginning so for people to just jump on board with an emergency use authorization is very very i think reckless to begin with okay well i I would say but i would say we are still in this country in an emergency and we want to get back to normal and we are being handed on a silver platter what seems like a medical miracle to solve this problem. And I personally do think that over the years they have come up with, at least seemingly so, a much more thorough and accurate way of testing the safety of what they're giving us. And I'm going to trust it. If you don't trust it, that's fine. Don't trust it. Stay home. That's fine. But I'm going to trust it and I'm going to go back to living my life. Because I I look at it as it is a medical miracle that this quickly they are handing us on a silver platter for free a way to go back to living our lives. And in the world that I live in, in the world that I live in in sports, where I live my life in airports and hotels and restaurants and stadiums and arenas packed with people, like... I need this to be able to go back to live my life. And so I'm going to go live my life and I'm going to take it. I've already taken the first dose and I could not have been happier to take it. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's on you. I guess that, that's the risk you're willing to take. You know, I mean, as far as issues of fertility with younger women, you know, obviously you can, you can ask the family of Midwin Charles what she believes at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, hey, look, I'm not saying that there isn't history where this is concerned, and thanks for the call. I'm hoping it's history we've learned from. But to me, when you start to talk about whether or not a vaccine that is being universally hailed as something that's going to solve this problem is going to make women infertile, 
to me, that reeks of you're on Facebook and you're not listening to the people that actually know what they're talking about. That's what it seems to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what it seems to me. So if we are now being given a chance to get our lives back after everything that we've been through over the past year, uh, year plus, and by the time this is all done, probably between 600 and 700,000 people in just this country will have lost their lives to this. And we are being given a solution to get us out of that and back to normal. I'm going to listen to all of the medical experts that are telling me, because they know a heck of a lot more about this than me, this is okay, go take it, rather than, you know, Jim on Instagram that is worried about it. I'm going to listen to the medical experts. If you don't want to listen to medical experts, that's fine. That's on you. Don't listen to them. But you may have to stay inside. I'm going out. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm back draft week on Greeny. Had a great time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Greeny, the podcast.